This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Looking to his left, fires quickly, and it's picked off! Rasul Douglas at the 40, on his feet, to the 30, to the 25, down to the 15, 10, 5, and into the end zone for the touchdown! Rasul Douglas, the playmaker. Resilience, relentless. We always fight. I think that we got our identity now, and we know what we're capable of doing. So now it's just like, it's either we're going to put it on tape or we're not. It's Mike Shope. Good to get a win. Never easy. Proud of the guys and the way that they pushed through. We're resilient. It was back and forth. I thought they came together and put together a good back quarter there of the game with complimentary football. Never easy to win in this league. And the Bulldog. Ladies and gentlemen. The Buffalo Bills are playing for the AFC East Division crown next weekend in South Florida. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Okay, all right. Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to 2024. I am the Bulldog. Happy, and I'm not saying that in any way being cheeky. Happy to be here on a Buffalo Football Monday. Here, a, a, a victory Monday at that. It's hard to win games in this league. Here you go, Sean McDermott with a blast from the past from Dick Duran. I'm happy to be here because I actually, now I, I know what day it is. And like everything can sort of click back into normal, even though it's New Year's Day, and I don't know what doing this show today will be like as opposed to a normal football Monday. I mean, I hope a lot of you are out there um, you know, listening however you normally would listen, or if you're not doing what you normally would do because it's New Year's Day, you are finding some other way to listen and participate uh, because we'll have a lot of time for your calls and your reaction, and I kind of I, I need like I need like a vibes check update because I've been I've been off. I have not been listening to the show. I mean, I, of course, I watched the game yesterday, but I didn't listen to the post game show. Uh, I just was you know doing stuff. It's New Year's Eve, um, but it's New Year's Day. I'm here, and phone lines are open, and I'm glad to be here uh, because like being off. I love being off the week between the you know the holidays, Christmas and New Year's. But it really does, you, you know, the like what day of the week it is, that really happens. I mean, <laughs> I met a friend of mine for lunch on Friday. Good friend. I don't see often enough at all. And we both were off and arranged to, to meet and have lunch. And at some point while we were sitting there enjoying the conversation and catching up, uh, he said, man, I can't believe it's Saturday already. And I didn't, I didn't challenge him on it. Uh, we just kind of went along talking, and about 10 minutes later, I don't know, something, maybe I looked at my phone, I don't know, like, it's actually Friday, dude. 
It's actually Friday. So, I don't know, maybe everything will click back into normal for all of us by tomorrow when it's Tuesday and it's just a normal week. Um, Today's probably a little weird because, again, it's the holiday and I'm here and we haven't been here on a New Year's Day outside of, like, Bill's postgame shows on New Year's Day in a long time. Uh, But, you know, we felt it was warranted, certainly with um, the situation the Bills have found themselves in, uh, you know, needing to win out here and keep their playoff hopes alive. And they certainly have kept their hopes alive. They, they more than kept them alive. I mean, they've got, they've got the scenario that we talked about. I don't know. I think, I think maybe when the bills were six and six, um, Mike may have asked me, would you take a week 18 meeting in Miami for, for all of it? Like you, you, when you're in lose, you go home. And I know that's not exactly where we sit today. It could be by the time they kick off or by the time it gets to be 4.30 Sunday afternoon because the Steelers play uh, Saturday against um, uh, the Ravens and the Jaguars play the Tennessee Titans on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Those are the two teams that can afford the Bills a little bit of a safety net uh, or a lot of a safety net. A loss by either of those teams, the Steelers or the Jaguars would get the Bills in even if they lose to the Miami Dolphins. So we'll we'll know more about that by the time that game kicks, obviously, but we won't really know more about it until, well, Saturday afternoon when the Jaguars, or excuse me, when the Steelers uh, play the Ravens. So uh, anyway, happy to be here. Phone lines are open. Yesterday was kind of a sweat, right? <laughs> it, was kind of, it was kind of a sweat for, for a game where you were just taking the ball away like crazy. I mean, the first half was kind of surreal. I mean, starts with a kick return. Remember when New England was here last year in, in the final week of the season? Yeah, I do. Anyway, game starts with a kick return touchdown for the opposition this time. And holy cow, what a what a scene. Uh, as the game unfolds, the Bills just taking the ball away and but just can't seem to pull away. Do get a 14-point lead, but that's kind of short-lived. And even though the Patriots did not seem like a threat, they were, you know, they were another good drive away for a lot of the game there in the back end of it. And the Bills were able to, you know, kind of snuff that out by really never giving the ball back. They had a, a great late drive and some big, finally, some big passes and third down conversions from Josh Allen. And uh, they ended up being able to just kneel the game out uh, as New England ran out of timeouts. But it, it was a sweat, man. And I, so I don't know, like I wasn't on post. I didn't hear post yesterday, uh, but I've, I've been through uh, plenty of these. Uh, even while the Bills have been a contending team, and it's like, okay, that was good, but what about this fourth down? Or, you know, where's where's Diggs? Where's this? And, you know, I'm sure there's still some of that in the air. Uh, you know, yesterday was not, it was not a work of art. Like I said, it was a sweat uh, really almost all afternoon. I mean, there was that one little pocket of comfort where they had the two-score lead, uh, but it was it, it was tighter than you would have wanted. And, you know, maybe that's concerning, uh, and maybe it should be concerning. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm, I'm inclined at this time of the year with the season that these guys have had to sort of subscribe to the survive and advance model, <laughs> which is just, look, I need wins. I need to stack them up and make Week 18 matter. And the Bills will have, an, obviously, a lot to play for. Um, you're, you're staring at home games until the conference championship if you get this game Sunday in Miami. So it's not only for, you know, 
potentially win or go home, depending on what the Steelers and the Jaguars do before you play at 8.30 or 8.20 or whatever they kick these Sunday night games off at. Um, you, you've got you've got that, that, that big stake uh, staring at you, the two seed, and an opportunity to be home. Really, it's the, it's the pathway they had in 2020 when they won at home against Indianapolis and then Baltimore and then went on the road and lost in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. So I, I would think the Bills will be uh, raring to go, regardless if they get the help even, because I, I would think that they would value greatly the opportunity to be at home and have the two seed and get the matchups that are you would think would be more favorable. So, um, you know, that, that's, that's you know, my, my, my general read. But, I again, I don't know if that's where, you know, everybody's at. Um, you know, yesterday, maybe the most concerning thing about the game yesterday was just how off Josh Allen looked in the game. Again, he, he righted it just in time, made some plays with his legs, and made some big third down passes to prevent them from ever having to give New England the ball back again. But, boy, the bulk of that game was just just tough to watch for him, uh, just missing on a lot. There, there was, you know, a decent amount of pressure uh, in his face at times, and so he was harried some, but he also just missed, flat-out missed. He just wasn't sharp. And so, I don't know, I guess I'd, I'd want to hope that, you know, more than worrying about schematics and timeout usage and getting this guy or that guy involved and, like, what, you know, where are we at in the big, the big scheme of things, I might just write off yesterday's struggles, finger quotes, on offense to Allen simply not being sharp. Uh, I hope that's all it is, as you had two games in a row here uh, that I've not talked about that were much harder than the point spread going in would have indicated, and certainly, uh, you know, the way I think fans were viewing the Chargers game and the Patriots game, like let's just, you know, these, these should be walkovers compared to Dallas and Miami, and before that, the Chiefs and Philly. We all know it was the softer part of the schedule. They won them. That's what matters. Sunday night comes, and it won't really matter. The style points of the last couple of weeks are irrelevant, and what matters is how you match up with Miami on this day, and if you need it to make the playoffs or go home, um, hopefully they're at their best, and Josh Allen got a non-sharp day out of his system <laughs> before the game that matters the most and before an opponent that I think is much more of a threat. Even even though they, they got stomped yesterday, I know, by Baltimore, I think Miami's you know much more of a threat on the Dallas, KC, Philly level than they are the Chargers or the Patriots, again, despite what they looked like yesterday. So that's my uh, that's my immediate read of the situation. Uh, we'd welcome your input, as I said, at 803-0550. That's the uh, way to get in touch with me. We'll have Eric Wood, yes, on New Year's Day. Eric Wood for his usual Buffalo Bills football Monday visit. That is coming your way at 4, and we will catch up with Sal Capaccio uh, at 5 o'clock. want to let you know that Football Monday here on WGR is brought to you by Northwest Bank for what's next get started at northwest.com so zach you were here for all of this well i mean you've been here all week while i was off all last week i don't need a whole week recap of the week but how how close did i get on the vibes after yesterday's win over the patriots that feels about right that it does i mean there were positives from yesterday obviously they won miami gets destroyed by baltimore for me like that was the big thing and and i kind of tweeted about too that i'm like 
I'd like the Bills to get like a 21 to nothing lead so I can pay attention to the actual game that matters. Like that was kind of the feeling. Yeah. And they, it, I, I guess my biggest problem wasn't, and I saw it a lot on Twitter as well, just like, but that's been the story of these Bills all year. They should absolutely have handled a Patriots team that was very much hampered by injuries. You know, Bailey Zappi's now a quarterback. They end up getting four turnovers. Like it, and, and it still was a grind to just get through it. And then uh, you brought up, too, Allen looked terrible yesterday, just flat out, just did not look good, missed a ton of throws. There was one to Diggs that was a deep ball that you're kind of like, all right, that's, you know. That's yeah, a, that's a low percentage throw, but still. Low percentage, but then. He wasn't sharp. Yeah, but then the pick to Kincaid, you're like, where are you throwing that? He's in double covered, you know, it's mm-hmm. it just it felt very, very sloppy. And then I think a, a big thing for me is listening back to uh, the post game comments, Alan kind of like, you know, if I could fix these issues, I would. Or if I knew it was wrong, I, I you know, they'd be fixed by now. And I'm like, oh, yeah. we're back here. We're like, we're, we're one more rough game away from like low positive being in the verbiage again. And I just can't, <laughs> I, I just can't positive. get back there. No. But, but even then, it's, I, I think the Bills, and I think a lot of Bills fans as well, just feel like they match up really well against Miami, a team that against any really good team just falls so flat and just falls right on their face every time they go up against seemingly a good team except Dallas who is kind of just the NFC version of them yeah so even as bad as the New England game was I think the Bills are actually going in into Florida as favorites I think they're like a three-point favorite so I mean yeah. even Vegas believes it. it's like eh, it doesn't really matter that's gonna be Miami and for me you know as much as like the Bills have looked good in cold weather I mean the perfect game came in you know a tundra I, I don't know. I, like, I have a ton of faith, even though yesterday's performance really shouldn't have given me any. Yeah, no, I, I think, look, they're, we, we've thought all along they're good. Are they perfect? Obviously not. Um, but we've thought they were, they were good, and I don't think, you know, close wins the last two weeks should really change that. Um, you know, the, the fact that they could end up as the two seed sort of changes a little bit of the, oh, watch out if they get in narrative because, like, the two seed. But but it is still, you know, we're going down to the wire here to sew that up. So there And there is still, obviously, a danger that they, they could miss. So, yeah, look, I'm um, would, would I feel better uh, about them if they'd look more, if they'd looked more on point the last couple of weeks? Y- yeah, I mean, you'd be... You know, you'd, you'd have to be the most objective week-to-week person on earth to not feel better if the team looked better. But the results are what really mattered, right? We had plenty of games. The Philadelphia game, they looked great. Guess what? It's a loss. You know, like, so that's that's the thing that matters is that they, they didn't trip um, egregiously enough here the last two weeks and stumble badly enough to cost themselves games and nor do they need a ton of help frankly they don't need any help i mean they just do it themselves they got to go beat miami i'll take the help by the way just you know we're just talking uh if if pittsburgh wants to find a way to stub their toe against baltimore uh that'd be great likewise for jacksonville uh with tennessee later on on sunday before the bills play uh if you want to get me the help and get me the safety net i'll take it just because in this league like I, I appreciate the bravado, um, you know. You've got everything to play for. Go take it yourself. 
Why are you looking for help? Like any time on Twitter, especially, I feel like you you say anything, tweet anything about games and results that could be beneficial to the Bills playoff spot. I just feel like there's ten people there waiting to t- make that point. Well, just go get it yourself. You don't deserve it if you can. Okay, they might deserve it, and the refs might screw something up at the end, like they did to the Lions on Saturday. Uh, and and so like that, or was that what night was that? <laughs> was that Saturday? It was Saturday. That was right? Saturday night. Yeah. Okay, thank you. See what I mean about the days of the week thing. Um, so um, you know anything can happen. So if if someone wants to get me some help, so that if if you know somehow either the Bills or just I don't know you know the refs the gods screw something up on Sunday night, and I I have a little bit of wiggle room there because somebody lost, I'll take it. <laughs> you know I mean I will absolutely uh, take it going in, but I do like um, the spot here. I mean I think this is something I think the Bills should feel really confident about. I'm really interested to see. What Miami has, they are they're damaged injury-wise significantly. Uh, again, yesterday, boy, down by 30 points, and their number one pass rush guy gets hurt for the year. After already losing their other number one pass rusher, Phillips, they lost him, I think, on Black Friday uh, against the Jets, and now Bradley Chubb is out, and yeah, I mean, 30 points down late in that blowout and he gets hurt and is gone for the year that's significant there's other stuff to monitor there Mostert and Waddle on offense we'll see about Hill he's been sort of in and out uh, for a few weeks Tua has a shoulder injury maybe about as minor as Josh Allen's shoulder injury from yesterday but I, I love the spot the Bills should feel good about how they've handled Miami with or without Tua since he's been in the league and since this rivalry's kind of got heated back up. And I started to say there, I'm really curious, like Zach says about Miami, their rep is is, is what it is, that they cannot handle the good teams. And so they're going to want to put that to bed themselves, you know, in, in a game that has big stakes for them. But with their injuries, I'm, I'm interested. Like they're in no matter what. And just kind of curious with the injuries they have, like how hard – I mean, they're going to play three games anyway. Uh, of course, they they sure would like to have them at home too and be the two seed like the Bills are vying for. Um, but I wonder if there's any thought in Miami to sort of ease off because they already have a spot sewn up and that they're dinged up and could use maybe the rest. I don't know. I kind of doubt it because, um, again, I think the value of being home for two games potentially probably outweighs that rest point. But I think it's something – you can you could talk about more so with Miami than with the Bills, uh, I think. And that's not to say like the Bills value playing at home more than the Dolphins value playing at home. Uh, we all saw how that turned out last year in January when the Bengals came here for a playoff game. Um, it's just merely to say one team is more dinged up and already has a spot at least in the playoffs, and that's Miami. The Bills still, they maybe they'll have a spot. Maybe they'll have those same decisions to make by Sunday night if they get the help of either a Jacksonville loss to Tennessee or the Pittsburgh loss in Baltimore. Um, you probably know all this already, but in case you don't, Baltimore has sewn up the one, so the expectation would be that they will be sitting guys down against the Steelers. Wouldn't that be tasty if the Steelers lost a game they need to make the playoffs? That, 
if they lost a game that could help the Bills get in the playoffs, if they lost to two backups in the final week of the season. Those of you of a certain age who remember 2004, the Bills needed to beat Steelers backups to get into the playoffs and could not do so and lost to the Steelers at home in a game that still still resonates. Um, love to see the Steelers pay the favor back and pave the way into the playoffs with a loss at Baltimore. I'm not by, in any way by bringing that up predicting it. It's just it's just an inter- interesting little coincidence that the Steelers are involved in such a game where the team they're playing most likely will be sitting their starters because they're sewn up and locked into the week uh, into the week one bye of the playoffs and you know the the Steelers obviously kept the Bills from doing that in the same sort of situation. The Steelers were locked in, sat starters because they were a playoff team and they still managed to beat the Bills. So, take nothing for granted. Uh, when it comes to this, uh, we'll see if they get the help. But if they don't, I, I, don't know, I, I think you should be feeling good about the opportunity. Uh, because, you know, week to week, matchup-wise, you know, the Patriots do have a tough defense. It's not a ton of shame in struggling to move the ball on them, just in general overall. The, the bigger issue I had with the Bills losing to New England the way they did earlier in the season was that they allowed a very impotent offense to move the ball and even in a two-minute drive situation at the end of the game win the game and really that that there was there was not there was none of that uh really yesterday the bills again just sort of shut the game down at the end and new england never really got the ball back after like the midway point of the fourth quarter anyway that's where i'm at vibes check everyone are are you are you down for this you know winning in uh winner take all division title two seed it's not exactly winner take all miami's already in so if they lose they'll be in the playoffs uh, but for the Bills, um, big stakes moving into Miami. And I think if, if you know, I, I recall correctly, this scenario presented to me six weeks ago, I absolutely would have taken it. it, it does, that's not to say that it's easy. Uh, the Bills are favored going in there to play Miami in this Week 18 game. I like them, you know, as the week is just starting out. But that doesn't mean that it's it's a it's you know just because I've handled them previously that it'll be easy. Uh, I th- I still think that's a that's a good team with a lot of talent and a creative coach, and we'll see if they can come up with something to counteract what the Bills have been doing to them for the last few years. Uh, we'll have a whole week here to sort of sift through that and get into all of it uh, as we go. Uh, but, again, if you want to join me and talk about where you're at, anything from yesterday's game is certainly on the table, you know, your observations, your questions, your concerns, and, of course, you know, spinning it forward, moving towards next weekend and this division title game between the Bills and Dolphins how the vibes are feeling, how you're feeling about it going in. Uh, we can rap about that as we go here at 803-0550. It's a, it's a special, very special Shope in the Bulldog, minus Shope. That's why it's special. No, it's very, very special New Year's Day edition of the show. Uh, we're grateful that Eric Wood carved out some time on New Year's Day for us. He'll be with us at 4, our man Sal Capaccio at 5. That is the schedule moving forward. Along with Zach Jones, I am the Bulldog, and you are listening to WGR. Passes, tipped and picked off. It's intercepted. It was tipped and Oliver. Who else comes up with the INT? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. After it was tipped. That was one of the longest quarters I've ever been a part of. Three possessions down there in the first quarter, and we only scored one touchdown. So that's not good enough on our end. we got to be better prepared to go and get six and seven there, and we lucked out, and our defense played a heck of a game. Just trying to find a way to win. That's it. As Bills quarterback Josh Allen uh, following yesterday's 27-21 win over the New England Patriots, which helped set up a winner-take-the-division-in-the-two-seed matchup with the Miami Dolphins. There's got to be a better way to say that. That sounded cumbersome. Uh, I started to say winner-take-all, but it's not exactly that yet. It, it might be uh, by the time we get there, but we don't know yet because of uh, the couple of things. And I, there's also a tie scenario with Houston and Indy, too, uh, I think, that could get them in with a loss in Miami. But mostly, I, I, I'm – going to live my life this week acknowledging the opportunities that are there to have either the Jaguars or the Steelers or the Texans and the Colts help the Bills out uh but I'm not I'm not counting on it I mean Tennessee is looking pretty feeble uh so I'd expect Jacksonville to handle their business same for the Steelers playing backups against the Ravens um and I don't know, rooting for a tie. I, I can't. I just can't really get there. So uh, it does feel to me like it will end up being, uh, you know, win and in for the Bills. Uh, but we'll see. You can't can't say it that way yet. Good to have you with us here on this New Year's Day edition of the Show Up and the Bulldog Show. Mike is off today. 
and want to let you know that Football Monday is brought to you by Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwest.com. We'll catch up with Eric Wood in about a half an hour, and Sal Capaccio will be with us at 5 o'clock. Let's fire it up at 803-0550. Steve is first up this segment. Hi, Steve. Thank you for calling. You're on WGR. How you doing, Bulldogs? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, bud. Um, just real quick, I was at the game yesterday, and like everybody else, a little disappointed. <laughs> I just didn't think the game would go that way. I thought we would be more efficient on offense. But it is Bill Belichick, and he would like nothing more to stick a dagger in uh, in the Bills uh, for some of our wins over the years. Mm-hmm. And I think the team mentally having to play four straight weeks, it'll be five this week, of, hey, we can't stub our toe. we got to win these games. There's got to be some type of mental toll that, that kind of takes, you know, yeah, takes its toll on you a little bit. I think that the good thing about these guys is when they have a big game, they they show up. And um, when they don't have a big game, they kind of play sloppy sometimes and not exactly the way they are capable of. But I think Josh obviously was off and, I just hope that, you know, I know they're going to play well in Miami, and uh, I just hope we pull it out and we can get that second seed. That would be huge. So that's my thoughts. Uh, That's about it. Uh, All right. Appreciate the call, Steve. Happy New Year again to you and yours. Hope you enjoy uh, enjoy the day. Yeah, look, um, you know, I think the way the year is going, we know know who they've lost to. uh, We know who they've beaten. We, you know, we've watched all these games, and I think that's a a fair assessment. I mean, I I, I think – it's the kind of point that I feel like it's overdone. You hear it a lot in hockey. Uh, you know, the Sabres are, are sort of, you know, in the same boat, right? Um, they play well against the top teams and even beaten some of the top teams on the road this year, but struggle at home and against the lesser lights of the league, you know, like Ottawa, one of the few teams in the league behind the Sabres in the standings, and they go up there last night and lose 5-1. to one. So um, the Bills have had, you know, kind of the same, the same kind of year. They they show up big on the road in Philly. They don't win the game, but I mean that's a that's a that was an incredible performance. The win in Kansas City speaks for itself. Um, they've been the, the dominating Dallas at home. They've handled M- Miami. Same thing at home. Um, but then you get these these games. You know the, the Chargers. Who are the Chargers? New coach bump. Like that's a grind. Yesterday's a grind. You've already lost. You know, the Giants game was a grind. The Tampa game was a grind. You know the the, the bigger opponents. It seems like the Bills have been maybe more up for. Maybe there's just some familiarity that comes uh, into play when you're talking about playing the Dolphins. Um, but I, I, I'm, I, I think you'd have to really be just, you know, face-painting Zubaz person to not be worried about their form going in because of, of what, what it looked like the last couple of weeks. But I think if you really follow this team closely – you can at least hope. I don't think you can know that they'll be really good in Miami, but I, I think you can have a, a, a decent expectation that that'll be the case. Like it, it would really surprise me if they fell flat in Miami. Again, that doesn't mean that they have to win the game, um, but I very much doubt that afterward we'll be talking about you know they couldn't move the ball or this or that. Like you know Miami, Miami might be able to keep up with them. Uh, we'll see offensively, and maybe we get. A, a competitive shootout type game, and I've been waiting for one of these. It just hasn't come. I thought the Dallas game would be that game, and you know, of course, the Bills' passing game and Allen being you know not sharp yesterday is a big part of that. And you know, we've got another one of these games here where there's just very little 
from Stefan Diggs. He just has not had a, a pop game yet. And yesterday was like 66% of the snaps. So, like, that that's, seems to be going down. Um, maybe there's just some, I don't know, load management, late season uh, type thing going on there to keep him as fresh as he can be uh, when these games really matter. But, I mean, I guess, I guess we're there now. Um, some of what I'm observing with Diggs has me hoping, <laughs> excuse me, hoping that there is some sort of uh, b- bigger operation uh, underway. The, the, these screen passes, these, the stuff lateral to the line of scrimmage, that they and and you even saw Diggs get a handoff yesterday uh, in this game, and I think you know on one hand you look at that and go well they're just trying to find creative ways they're creating ways to get the ball in the hands of of one of their top playmakers right so if teams are bracket bracket coverage and double coverage and whatever else they're doing uh, to digs on pass routes down the field well at least get them the ball right at the snap right that's what these these bubble screens are and even i said yesterday or, or said just a minute ago there's a handoff yesterday and I'm, I guess I would be hoping that what that is is part of a setup. <laughs> like that eventually, like teams, you know, you're getting ready to play the Bills. Hey, we got to see what they're – look what they're doing with Diggs here. It would help if any of it was really working. You know, like if he, if he could break one of these bubble screens for like a, a real big gain, um, I think it would, it would help this point. But I'm thinking that they're hoping that teams – have to divert any amount of attention to handling digs and 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 worrying about being responsible for digs the way the bills have been using him in the short and quick passing game as a way to set up a bigger play somewhere else when the stakes are higher i.e. in a game that could be for your playoff life or for the division title and the two seed like this coming week in Miami that's what i'm hoping is going on with digs uh, and, and that we, we, we see we see evidence of him still being like the you know the king that he is. Um, I'm I'm hoping that that's what's happening here. I don't know that. Uh, I doubt if you asked uh, the the question that you would get you would get any kind of confirmation of that. Uh, it's just not the kind of thing that teams tell you. And I don't know. I I might be uh, you know out on a limb even inventing it. But I'm hopeful that that's what is happening. Uh, with Steph Diggs here lately. Jack is next up on WGR. Hi, Jack. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Oh, thank you. Uh, thanks to messaging, I'm on record that I said when they were 5-5 five and five that they were going to be on their way. And my thinking was this, that when a team is undefeated and the season goes on and on, you keep waiting for the shoe to drop. But when a team with a great potential of the Bills has you know, stepped in their own stuff, you know that deep down inside they've learned a lesson and they're going to have some fire in their belly and they're going to make it pay off in the playoffs, and I think they will. The other thing I wanted to say was, with regard to denigrating receivers for not getting open, et cetera, et cetera, hell's bells, they never are going to do anything unless the line's controlled. It's the line that's responsible for whether a receiver is going to have the time to get open or the quarterback is going to have time to find them. So I think we ought to lay off the receivers and think again about what's going on at the line of scrimmage. Well, that's an interesting point. I, I, um, I'm i not sure I agree, at least with this edition of the Bills. I think yesterday, yes, there was pressure. New England was pretty creative, and it's a stout and strong defense. 
Uh, I just think Allen missed on throws yesterday. I, 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 and, and yes, the pressure is a part of it. But on balance, this year, their line has been outstanding. I mean, they've got exactly what they had wanted from the guard overhaul, signing McGovern in free agency, drafting Torrance in the second round. Um, they, they, they've had a fantastic year up there. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. Like, yes, um, if you have all the time, someone will eventually get open. But the, the, the idea is you've got a finite amount of time. It's two and a half to three seconds, and you need guys that can create separation quickly. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, if, if you give your quarterback four seconds, five seconds to stand back there, eventually even very average receivers are going to find a way to get separation. But you need to get it quickly in the NFL. Nobody has that amount of time to throw. Very rarely do you get that amount of time to throw. So it, it's got to get out of there fast. And I, 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 think, um, I think the Bills are subpar in the receiving department. I, just, I don't think they have I don't think they have a lot of talent there. Um, I, I think Shakir might be their second best guy. Um, you know, I know Davis has had his moments, but I, I still don't feel like I can depend on him. Diggs is a stud. Um, Diggs creates space for himself. Some of these throws yesterday that Allen missed were plays where Diggs did Diggs did his job. Like D- Diggs created that separation. So um, you know, I, I think you can argue for anything. In this sport, it's one of the reasons why shows like this exist because you can you can stump from from, from so many different points of view. Um, but uh, here's what I think the problem is. So you know, and 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 you you know, it, to a certain extent, I think a lot of that can hold up. Um, but I think given given receivers a pass for line problems is not something I would want to say with any authority about the 2023 Bills. I think they've been they've been excellent up front. I think they've, they've been one of the best pass-blocking units in the league. Of course, Allen helps that a lot, too, uh, because he's able to get out of there and, and save things. But their metrics are all excellent up front. So I'm not, I'm not looking at this year's Bills as some kind of a – uh, you know, they, they can't block, therefore it's hindering their passing game. I mean, I, I think what hindered their passing game, objectively, honestly, was that Allen just was not sharp yesterday. And that's it, <laughs> you know, and that happens. Uh, and I hope that it's it's out of his system because I think they will need him to be pretty sharp uh, next week in Miami, even, even with Miami, you know, dinged up. We'll see what kind of shape they're in as the week unfolds here. Um, but they're not they're not in great shape, and I mean they just got humiliated in this big you know another opportunity to shut everybody up, uh, go into Baltimore and put a good performance on the field, and maybe get a win against a, a good team an elite team, and they just got smacked around. I mean that game was just ridiculous. It was competitive early, but boy, once Baltimore hit the gas, man, they just sort of blew Miami's doors off uh, in that game. Great job by Baltimore. You got to think Lamar Jackson has sewn up the MVP. He was the favorite going into this week's action, and all he did was what throw five touchdowns yesterday uh, and sew up the one seed. And I think he's he's pretty much coasting to the finish line uh, in, in that regard. And Allen never really was able to make up the ground. You know, he had a a, a performance where they didn't need him against Dallas, 
didn't do anything that that spectacular against the Chargers, and then yesterday was one of his worst days passing in in in, in his career <laughs> overall, uh, especially the way it started. Very rough. So um, yeah, I mean that I think that that award that we've talked a lot about is I think essentially decided. Uh, Lamar, I guess you know maybe people will still be making the case for Brock Purdy, but I would think Lamar, if he if he was in the driver's seat going into Week 17, man, there's no way anything is happening to knock him out of it. I mean, even even the greatest game you've ever seen out of Allen this Sunday in Miami, I don't think closes the gap uh, at this point. I think you would have needed week over week over week here to close out the season. Allen playing at a very very high level, 300 yards type games. And you're just not seeing it. The rushing touchdowns are are, are all still there, and he's had, he's had a great year producing touchdowns. But the stats for the MVP to me, um, there's just too much too much of a gap now between him and Lamar Jackson. Uh, thanks again for the call. 803-0550 is the number if you'd like to get in on the conversation here. Yes, don't adjust your sets. It's New Year's Day, and you are hearing the show live. We're here uh, hashing it out. Big, uh, big, 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 big stakes coming up on Sunday in Miami. So big that the game got moved to Sunday night. Thought all along that that was, well, it certainly was a possibility. I don't know how. I, I guess I felt it was pretty likely that if, if, we knew and they knew going in that the game was for the division, um, that it, it might outshine any other potential win-and-in games. And, you know, there are other big games this week with big stakes, but for the two-seed and potentially the two-seed or go home for the Bills, um, that's pretty juicy for Sunday night. We'll see if it holds up by the time we get there with what has to happen earlier in the weekend for uh, for the Bills to have a spot. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. assured already win or lose when they go to Miami. 803-0550 again is the phone number. We'd love to hear from you. Eric Wood coming your way just after 4 o'clock. Sal Capaccio at 5. Mike Shope has the day off today along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog and you are listening to WGR. Back to pass. Looking over the left side. Picked off by Rasul Douglas to the 15. Cuts it back and is downed at the 14 yard line. Two interceptions on the day already for Bailey Zappi. And Rasul Douglas was involved in both. Happy to have you with us here on this New Year's Day. Happy 2024, everyone. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off. Zach Jones along for the ride, as always. Eric Wood coming your way just after the top of the hour. We'll touch base with our Sal Capaccio uh, as well. But plenty of time for you and your phone calls, your comments, your questions, your concerns. Uh, 803-0550 is the phone number. Uh, Rasul Douglas. Everybody, bring the flowers for Brandon Bean on the Rasul Douglas trade. I mean, just what an impactful player he has been yesterday, obviously, um, definitively. But, man, he's he's been ball hawking, and it's been working, and I shudder to think what this defense might still look like without him. 
because they, they have, I mean, we know the injury list. They got Daquan Jones back yesterday, and that was awfully nice to see. Um, but no Trey White, no Milano. I feel like Douglas has really stepped into a key spot here for this team. Um, he's more of a risk taker than I think, you know, certainly Trey White is. Not that White hasn't made his share of plays, but the book on Douglas is that he'll gamble. So we'll see. Like, hopefully that doesn't come back to bite them here at some point. But so far the returns have been excellent uh, on Rasul Douglas. And yesterday, you know, the pick six, takeaways. I mean, he just what a monster game uh, from Douglas. Ed Oliver's another one yesterday. What a tremendously athletic play he made. And that's a guy that, you know, for for every time you've heard about and talked about and called a radio show or heard a guy or girl in my position ranting and raving about some player who got their big contract of a lifetime and then just kind of got fat and happy, I feel like it needs to be pointed out that Ed Oliver has done exactly the opposite here this season he got the big contract and he's had his best year which is a credit to him um first and foremost because look i'm i'm not telling you i don't think i'm telling you anything you don't know uh i don't think i'd be immune to getting fat and happy if i got you know millions of dollars guaranteed for signing my name uh and a cash in on all the hard work a guy's done from high school right on through college and into the nfl for the first few years and then you get the payday like okay i made it you know time to buy mom a house and uh okay order some takeout like <laughs> i know football players are different cats all i'm telling you is ed oliver has done the the opposite of the you know go in the tank and get lazy after a contract and that is um again that's to his credit He's done a great job and has been a very impactful player, and it was great to see him back in the middle of that defensive line with Daquan Jones um, moving forward here. Uh, at that duo, I think, with the year Oliver's had, even without Jones by his side all year, um, I'm I'm excited to see what that can look like here in the weeks ahead and certainly on Sunday night in Miami when the Bills go to play the Miami Dolphins. So a couple of no, – there, there, there were others um, uh, on that defense, but, boy, I, I thought Oliver and Douglas obviously were the two big standouts. Great to see Micah Hyde back and get through a game too. Uh, we'll see how that goes through the week here. Um, it doesn't sound like the Bills got too much um, – have too much new to worry about, although you know, I guess we'll wait and see if we hear anything about Allen in that shoulder. I know after the game he said it'd be fine, but you'd expect that. Uh, but he took a shot there at the end, that last that last first down he got. Uh, there was a bit of a wince there, um, but didn't seem too serious as the game ended and the attention he got from the training staff and then talking in postgame, he seemed like he'd be fine. So hopefully that is the case. All right, let's take a timeout. A big game coming up on Sunday night between the Bills and Dolphins for the division title and the two seed in the AFC. Eric Wood will join me right after this to go over all of it. Look ahead to Miami, look back at last uh, yesterday's win, excuse me, over the New England Patriots with the Bills radio color analyst, uh, Eric Wood. That's coming up right after this. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. And it's going to run it over the left side, and he plows his way into the end zone. No signal yet, but now, yes, it is touchdown Buffalo. A one-yard touchdown run by Josh Allen. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.